Hi, I'm Nick Kane. And I'm Lauren Bailey. And this is The Act of Storytelling. And a fresh release in a mini suite of podcasts talking to creatives who are getting things done. Today's guest is a creative innovator, Shash Lal. Ready for some questions, Shash? Yes, please. (laughs) Shash is a diverse and contemporary producer, writer, actor and filmmaker who works between the UK and Australia and indeed the world digitally as you'll soon hear. Which is what we'll focus on today, but first, we wanted to know a little bit about the cool stuff Shash has been up to. The cool stuff. I I started my company Colourful Cocktail nice. last and it, yes, it's all in the name. It's all in the name, people. <laughs> and in the logo. <laughs> Have you done the logo? Yes, yes, it's on the it's on the Colourful Cocktail website, colourfulcocktail.com. It's a neon cocktail full of different layers of colours, uh, designed by my wonderful friend Ian Sargent. Yeah, so Colourful Cocktail is all about uh, mixing together different ingredients of different styles and colours and energies and genres and it coming out to a very tasty end product that everyone can enjoy consuming. Glad that I did so because we use that as well to house a proof of concept that we shot for a television show of mine that I created called Erolina. And, um, and we shot that proof of concept across four different countries, England, Australia, America, and Canada. And um, with 48 different actors and two producers, a wonderful director called Alistair Marks of the Marks Brothers. In fact, his <laughs> brother, Nick of the Marks Brothers was the composer on the piece as well. We we sh- we shot and edited that digitally online, and used it as part of, of the pitch package. It's fair to say, Nick, this idea had us pretty intrigued. An innovative, fully digital approach to a proof of concept called Aralina. We asked Shash to take us through where the inspiration for the project came from. It was created in full global lockdown. It was created at the stage where everybody was in was in lockdown. And we started the process. I was I was in London when when we did the shoot aspect of it, um, and I was I was in Melbourne when we did an initial read. So how it started was that I I did across again cross global. So it was England and Australia um, doing the read of the pilot episode, just a live read, just to see how it sounded. There were some producers and the like on board, so they could give some feedback and directors. That's when I brought on our marks to to do another read and it was actually his suggestion he was the one that said if we're going to do this and we're going to put all this work in why don't we just record it sounds easy right (laughs) well there was more involved obviously as shash pointed out the process started off with finding the right actors uh, and making sure that those actors were interested in the project loved the concept of it were were ready and set up in order to to do it, and that they were the right diverse team, which was obviously incredibly important to me. So it was me me doing the, the structural production, the line producing of it. So it was a lot of very early mornings of sending out emails and blocking. T- so I just blocked together which scenes would work in terms of um, the actors that we were we were working with on that day. And so it was nighttime in Australia, and it was very early morning in the United Kingdom or evening in Australia, early morning in the United Kingdom. <laughs> and so um, we, send out, we sent out those links with the scenes and then everyone did their own setup at home. 
and then we we shot with our director Al, who was in Melbourne, directing over and giving everybody a, a small chance to do a couple of takes because obviously there's only so much that one can do with everybody in their own homes and, and remotely done so. When we had all that footage, uh, which was a lot of footage, when we had all <laughs> of that footage, I I broke up the scene sections and the different takes for each actor, and I put those into into a structured folders on on a g drive and then our editor ellen ann and um and our director al marks took all that footage and then put it together into a into a base copy and then i sent it to some wonderful creatives again who i had phoned up and asked if they would jump on so yes i was very lucky and then on post-production we went across toronto and new york as well as london and and sydney and melbourne and we put all that together and then Al and I watched it probably 50 times and tweaked it because we're both perfectionists until we got the final product. Look, I'm a slow adopter to technology. I love the idea of it, but there's also this idea in creative pursuits, Bales, that technology can create a lack of intimacy. So I was keen to know how Shash and the team worked with their actors to get the right approach, especially when you can't be in the room together to work intuitively. It starts with the basis of the director. <clears throat> so it started with the basis of Al. And the reason why I asked Al to, to do this is A, because I trust him completely, and B, because we've worked together before and we and we work together so well. And his energy is, is, he's got a very relaxed energy and style about his direction. It's very warm and inviting. He's very measured and articulate about what he's looking for. And I knew that that would work really well for a digital platform because it's difficult for all of us to have to, to work and, and create across a, a laptop. But he was a great facilitator in making sure that everybody felt comfortable with that. On my end, I made sure that everything was produced to an absolute specific T because I didn't want anyone not knowing where they were meant to be or what time they were meant to be there. I wanted to make sure that everybody knew which scenes they were doing, who they were working with, even more. I mean, we have that anyway in our, in our usual workings as creators in television and film. But it was even more important for this because people are nervous as it is anyway coming into, into, a, into a Zoom shoot um, and they've had to do their own setup. I spoke to everybody beforehand, either you know, a Zoom call or a phone call or, or an advanced email to make sure that everybody felt comfortable. That was the most important thing. Everybody feels comfortable. I answered, made sure that all questions were answered so that everybody knew that what their setup was going to be and, and who they were going to be working with and how they were going to be working. And just letting everybody know that it was a safe space and that it was actually experimental. We were still experimenting. I was still experimenting. It was a massive undertaking, no doubt. But could Shash see what the end product was going to be? Or was he happy just to explore what was possible? I could see the end project, uh, end product of, of doing it. And I can, I kind of do that with life anyway. I, I've, I, I always vision what's going to happen. It doesn't necessarily turn out that way. But I always <laughs> look towards what's going to happen. Because I think it's important to help manifest what it is that you want to achieve. But it also helps the other people that you're working with get a real sense of what it is that they're going to be contributing to the project. It's a bit harder at the moment because I'm not, I'm not living in a world where I can be as social as I would normally like to be. You know, I'm certainly a human being that thrives off of 
networking and 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 chatting with people and socializing and, and it, it, picking up their energies but because of bringing a, a, a kind of fireball light to when I was communicating with people I think that everyone kind of got a real gist about what it would look like but it was still very important both for myself and for Al and for any other creative joining onto the team that the, that everybody knew that we were still experimenting and therefore as such if it if if we got to the very end product and it and it didn't work in the way that we thought it would well then we will find another solution for the material that we have like i knew there would be something by the end that we could use and if i'm honest because of the hard work of everybody across what we what we created and it really was a lot of hard work and dedication that the end product actually looks I think it takes, everyone says to me, it takes about 90 seconds and then they forget that they're watching a Zoom shot <laughs> pilot episode and then they kind of settle into it. So, did he think it was the future of global collaboration in the arts? Well, I'm a really global creative. Like, I, I really love working across the entire spectrum of the world. And I, I mean, why, why not? Why the fuck not? Like, it's, it's, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than having to get everybody yeah. <laughs> on set and 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 organizing it, and the reality is is that it if it's in terms of a pitch product, it does actually allow the creatives to see what it is the energy and style of your work. The other part of Colorful Cocktail is really about re redistribution of financing and looking at how we can take budgets. And save on the wastage. As a producer, I've seen so much wastage on budgets and still do to this day. You know, instead of pumping 10 million US dollars into a test pilot episode, which has been done, let's take that money and use it for better casting and, and, and structures on set for disability and people living with disability and, and finding like ways in which we can have greater payment for those working on the on the on the first stages of our industry who are working 14 hour days and barely still being able to pay their rent so why not if it saves money and it still tells the story and it shows the creators what you're pitching i think it's a positive thing this chat really got us thinking nick didn't it Mm -hmm. (laughs) without using that overused phrase the new normal this definitely seems to be the way forward for shash and colorful cocktails yeah, so Colourful Cocktails now looking after like a slate of projects and one of them being a film, called, a psychological thriller called The Rip, which uh, last time I spoke to you both, we were talking about, which it was in its beginning stages, which has been on its own journey. But some projects really do just go on on their own journey. And it really has. Like it's been a frequency of, of peaks and troughs. The positioning that we were in was was funding with an aspect of distribution domestically in Australia. That obviously is very difficult now with the pandemic, finding distribution. Um, we're still living in a world where cinema is something that seems completely uh, off planet, that we would be able to go and sit into, into a, a cinema together and watch. However, there is, uh, off the back of all the other discussions, now interest from streaming. I had to call the team together and we're all now uh, looking at the basis of how we um, talk to the streamers. That's great. Out of the, the projects 
the colourful cocktail represents the charming project, which is uh, the feature film um, and Erelina, which is the television show, which is the one that we shot the online POC for, is now ha- is out in, into into industry and has uh, interest. We're we're in that beginning stages of chatting to everyone, and then luckily we've had script requests and and people are, are genuinely interested. But again, we're all negotiating the new world, so. Mm. The stage that we looked at it initially for the charming project it is now different, and um, and and I'm having those active conversations with studios and networks on how this could look now and how we can shoot, how we can distribute, but with but with a lot of interest and excitement behind it, which is which is obviously good after a lot of hard work to know that 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 people. Um, can see that, that it's something that's viable and I'm getting more used to talking to the big wigs and <laughs> <laughs> held you in good stead for this conversation Shash hasn't it oh, yes yeah I bet you're pretty pretty nervous to, tonight this morning <laughs> this morning yeah so I've found this digital innovation conversation which I think it is really in the process that you've gone through super interesting it takes a lot of work doesn't it it does it takes a lot of work but also um, it opens up our minds in the way that we can create and it, and it, and in a way it connects us. Um, it connected the creators even more so. Yeah. And we were all in the same position when we did that. And uh, I think it will last even into the next stages of life, even when we come out of this. And to be honest, when you're in that stage for everybody, why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck not indeed? <laughs> So whilst the future of collaboration might still reside in the energy that you create face-to-face fails, it is nice to know there's new ways to get your work seen, produced and published across the world by harnessing that really quality tech. And finding more agile ways that you can redistribute finances to important causes like better casting, structures on set for people with disability and of course better pay seems like a really worthwhile pursuit to me yeah here here so look a big thanks to shash for his time and to you lauren bailey my fellow global creative <laughs> this has been the act of storytelling thanks nick and thanks for listening <laughs>